Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is In Liberty and Health, episode 10. Fuck, feels like yesterday I was doing episode one. I got uh, Josh Smith on the line here. We had a couple of blips along the way to get him on here, but we're all good, and uh, I'm super stoked that I'm on. Josh, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm hanging in there, man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for letting me reschedule and be sick and deal with all these kids and shit, dude. I really appreciate it. Now, well, you got like a whole tribe, and you know, I'm sure if one of Ian's gets sick, then it's like a pandemic of its own. Oh, dude, yeah, it spreads through the house. <laughs> quickly i mean everyone's sick everyone's coughing that's how it works man and you know every time one of the kids gets sick i'm like oh shit dude fuck here we go you know and my fiance's like look kids get sick this is normal that's what that's what happens i'm like i know but it sucks you know what i mean anyway our eight month old baby sitting there coughing i'm like oh god i hate this shit you know it's yeah, freaks just- me out. i get scared so you don't put a mask on them and bolt the door shut like in China. Uh, you, well, no. you're Israeli, so yeah. No, we don't. We don't. We we don't wear masks in this house. Uh, and <laughs> um, I think, as far as I'm concerned, I put the mask on maybe 15 times over the last, mm-hmm. you know, two years. I got. We just didn't wear them. We carried on as normal, dude. You know. Yeah. Well, you got a little lucky because. Uh, well, no, I shouldn't say lucky because you moved out of California. I was just listening to your show all this morning, but. Uh, you literally moved out of California five minutes before they started the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like literally. And, and I wasn't, so I wasn't moving, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that wasn't my intention at first. Uh, I just saw how fast things were going. It was like, like I got home from the Illinois state party uh, convention and I was a keynote speaker there and I, I flew home and they were talking about closing the bars and restaurants. And I'm like, Oh shit, that does, that really, they're going to close all our bars and restaurants. Like I eat out every day, dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, cause I was like a bachelor living on my own and my fiance, my fiance now, which my girlfriend at the time was living in Iowa. And, uh, I had, uh, some things go down at work and I was like, you know, they're not going to let me come back to work because I was sick and I had to get a test and uh, I couldn't find anywhere that would test me. It was, you know, um, uh, uh, they were they were testing like 500 people a day or something that only if you were like dying you know and uh <clears throat> so i called my work i was like well i'm not gonna be able to come back to work i guess i don't know what to tell you guys you're gonna have to find a new maintenance director and um and so uh i had all these plane tickets for all these conventions that were getting canceled because of the the pandemic and uh and so i texted my fiance like yo i'm gonna come in and quarantine with you for two weeks and then uh head back here and see if i can figure things out she's like yeah yeah do that do that and i was like all right cool so uh, my flight left at 11:55 p.m. from SFO, and at midnight they started 24-hour lockdowns and curfews and all that stuff. So it was literally five minutes before all that shit started. 
<laughs> it's like just escaping the nuke. It's like almost like a uh, kind of movie deal. You turn around like, huh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, well, that, man. Good luck, guys. And then I, I, so I moved here with one suitcase and a carry-on bag, and we started a whole new life here, bro. You know? I mean, from the ground up. We moved into our first apartment three weeks mm -hmm. after that, and uh, we had a, an air mattress, and the electricity wasn't even on in our apartment yet. And uh, so we had to sleep on the floor that night. And uh, now we have a, you know, nice house, seven kids. I mean, it's, it's been a crazy wild ride in two years for sure. Jesus Christ. I'm like trying to picture the, uh, the progression here out in my head, dude. That's it's fast. It's real <laughs> yeah, fast. that's uh that's pretty crazy. Um, so I've never really heard you tell the story. I've heard you kind of drop bits and pieces, but what kind of brought you to libertarianism? Probably should have started with that, but uh, oh, sure, you sure. know, Better late than ever. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was war, man. I mean, that's my that's my number one. It's been my number one uh, war drum for a long time. You know, when it comes to politics, and uh, I, I I joined the military literally like uh, just a couple months after nine eleven. Um, and uh, you know, I was going to go and protect my country from the evil terrorists that had the people who hate us because yeah. we're free. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I was a kid. I was I just turned eighteen, and <clears throat> I didn't know any better. And uh, so, so I joined the Navy because, you know, I didn't really want to fight a war, you know, and that's, that's, uh, so I joined the Navy and, and, uh, uh, within five months of joining, I was in the Persian Gulf on the USS Constellation. Uh, we were the shock and awe campaign in Iraq. I mean, our battle group was, I mean, we dropped hundred million tons of ordnance on Baghdad. Uh, and that really fucked me up, man. I mean, that really, it really jaded me, um, on the military industrial complex. It's, it's also when I first started really understanding that the government lies to us um you know because we're in iraq and i'm going what the fuck are we doing in iraq i mean this, this isn't these aren't the people who attacked us you know and there's no weapons of mass destruction here these people have like crude ieds and and hand me down kalishnikovs and it's like they don't have any weapons of mass destruction here you know mm. um and so when i got home i was just extremely extremely jaded on that and i didn't want to be a part of it anymore um and uh when i got out 2005 i was i felt really politically homeless you know um because I was a Republican and I had been a neocon. I mean, I was an, I was essentially a George Bush Republican, you know, uh, which is horrible to say. It makes me feel icky <laughs> now. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I found Ron Paul in 2007. Uh, I was at a bar uh, having a drink and I, I, you know, he was on the TV and, uh, he was talking about blowback and how we're creating terrorists and all this shit. And I started researching him and, um, it might've been in the 2006, early 2007. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I jumped on the Ron Paul campaign i mean i literally campaigned for ron paul in 2008 uh for his presidential campaign uh and uh i learned more about politics than i ever thought i could uh but then i found murray rothbard and well first i found milton friedman i started reading capitalism and freedom um and uh found found started started kind of reading about the the philosophy and the ideas of liberty um and uh free markets and stuff like that and then i found uh fa hayek and i read the road to serfdom and then uh you know the inevitable jump to murray rothbard and uh once you read once you read for a new liberty in my opinion or even anatomy of the state it's a window you can't close man it's mm -hmm. you're, you'll never look at the state the same way after you read either of those books um and so you know it was a kind of a a a quick progression after that, uh, in 2010, I think I, I, you know, after watching what the, the GOP did to, to Ron Paul and what they do to all freedom, Liberty voices, you know, if they don't toe the line at some point, um, I, uh, I joined the libertarian party and I became a libertarian party voter in California. <clears throat> and, uh, I tried to reach out to the, the party. I was a hyped up activist. I had worked on Ron Paul's campaign. 
And uh, they just kind of stonewalled me, man. They were like, didn't give me any outlet to do anything. I didn't know there was a state party. I didn't know there was county parties. I didn't know anything about what was going on with the Libertarian Party. I just knew that they exuded the principles that I wanted to be a part of. You know what I mean? And um, in 2012, I saw Gary Johnson uh, run for his first campaign for uh, a party uh, for the Libertarian Party. And uh, I wasn't I wasn't hooked on Gary. I knew Gary had done some good stuff in, in New Mexico and um, so I went back and, and, you know, pushed for Ron Paul again in 2012 and still as a registered libertarian voter, you know, um, and, uh, that didn't work out. And once again, I watched the GOP just completely blackball anybody who was interested in freedom and liberty. And, um, so I went back to the libertarian party 2015, uh, and, and started actually trying to work with the party. Um, I joined, uh, the state party in 2000. 15, 2016 in Washington state. I was living in Southern Washington at the time, uh, became a regional rep there, uh, started learning how to build affiliates and, and, and recruit people and get people interested in, in the party. And, uh, then I ran for chairman against Nicholas Sarwark in 2018, uh, lost miserably, but fuck that guy. Uh, and then I ran again in 2020 and lost by only hundred votes. I could have been the chair of the party. And in fact, we, we believe, you know, we believe there was some fuckery there because they had the, the hybrid convention half online, half in person, if it had just been in person, there's no doubt I had the room. It wasn't even close. So we don't know what they did online. Um, we couldn't watch it. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, this is my second term as a, as an at-large on the Libertarian National Committee. I've been almost four years in national leadership now. And, uh, you know, I uh, have stated I'm going to be running for vice chair again, you know, so or vice chair, not vice chair again, but vice chair this time. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how that works out, man. Yeah. Um, like we were shooting the shit off the air. I was watching your, or, uh, your show with Angela McArdle and I, I'm very, very excited for when you guys are up to uh, be elected at national. I think that's definitely what the libertarian party needs because it's very, very sad that when essentially the government under a Republican who's supposed to be the bastion of freedom, right? Donald Trump was supposed to be, you know, Jesus Christ incarnate. If he asked the GOP. Sure. <laughs> and our basic human liberties are being restricted and now there's vaccine mandates but back then you know it was just kind of like a afterthought the libertarian party is nowhere to be found absolutely nowhere and you know you guys were talking about it but it's it's true that's unforgivable yeah i agree and it's just it's been it's been horrible and you know it, it's really hard for a guy who's in national leadership while we're watching all the the, the party members and non-party members alike just trash the party and its leadership and it's like dude if i had been chair if you guys had showed up to the 2020 national convention in florida and voted me in his chair i would have been the one crafting the messages coming out of social media all that stuff but i have no control over that whatsoever now none zero i mean there's nothing i can do about it and so mm-hmm. um yeah i mean they didn't they didn't do anything good they didn't it was really 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 sad to watch dude right yeah and it's it is sad to see the way that libertarian parties kind of acted with everything that's been going on. You know, the whole deal with Karen Ann Harlow's whole deal with oh. New Hampshire. Um, I'm not quite as well informed on what's going on in Delaware. And maybe we could dive into that a little bit. It's the same thing as New Hampshire, pretty much. Okay. Rogue, rogue uh, person is mad that the Mises caucus won the state board. So they're trying to steal it uh, unethically. You know, I mean, it's the same thing, same exact shit. Right. And <clears throat> sore losers. Yeah. My, my, my thing with this is I'm not against 
trying to take over the GOP. I don't think it's going to work because these people treat liberty-minded people like a joke. True. You know, they they're said, lap dogs. You're lap right, dogs. Yeah. Right. They're controlled opposition. They're lap dogs. You know, you get a treat whenever you're good. They all love Rand Paul and Thomas Massey now, but last year when they were trying to block the stimulus checks going out, <laughs> you know, then they were third. What did uh, they call him? Uh, Thomas Massey was a second rate. Um, oh, yeah, second you know, rate. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, that's just why I don't see the GOP is very viable, but I don't consider them mutually exclusive either. If you're having success with the GOP, then okay, I support you, but the Libertarian Party closely, most closely aligns with my principles and we don't have, you know, we've never necessarily had a big Libertarian Party apparatus in the country. So we don't know what that could look like. And with the Mises caucus in charge, I do believe that's something very, very positive, but we know what the GOP looks like when it's in charge. Just look at the first couple of years of Trump. (laughs) They got nothing done. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I I love people like Tho Bishop and mm-hmm. and uh, people who want to work within the the GOP. I, I'm I'm perfectly happy having you know uh, an allyship with them and working with them and doing what I can to help them where I'm not hurting my own causes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And my own party's causes. Um, uh, but I don't I don't see it happen. I've you know I I have a lot of time working in the GOP. Uh, a lot and uh i've watched what the, what they think of of liberty-minded people in the gop and it's you know it's toe the party line or else that's what it is it's really what it is and um if you don't toe the party line but somehow end up winning an election uh you're a lapdog i mean if you you know they'll they'll praise you when you do the things they want you to do and they will talk mad shit about you when you don't and it's you know i don't know it's it's hard to deal with for me i can't i can't be a part of the gop after what they did to Papa Paul, man. There's just no way. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, the more and more I learned about it, because initially before I b- became a, I guess I want to say the libertarian that I kind of am today, I always consider myself a libertarian, but up till a couple of years ago, I was pretty pro-war like, yeah, man, they hate us for our freedom. Fuck those guys. We yeah, should go right. play in the sand and kill them all. But then, you know, I listened to Dave Smith and Scott Horton and they kind of set the record straight. And I'm like, oh, now this all makes sense. And then watch a lot of the Ron Paul debates and that really kind of opens your eyes to the mess that we have going on there. Um, yeah, and I just don't see the GOP as a very, very viable liberty um, deal. You know, there's this huge red wave going on. And I, one of the videos I put up recently was, okay, you guys need to remember why you were elected. Everything that's going on right now, the inflation, the woke stuff, CRT, vaccine mandates, um, you guys were elected to fight this. Right. You guys weren't good in 2020, but you know, now that you got Joe Biden, a walking corpse in there and all these fucking ridiculous Democrats, um, you're elected to fight this. Don't forget that. Even libertarians in Pennsylvania, if you guys are not going to, you know, I don't want to say do the bidding of your constituents, but if you're not going to be good on the stuff you need to be good on, then I'll call you out on it. And I'm sure yeah. all the other good libertarians are going to call you out on it and say like, hey, <laughs> we didn't elect you just so that way you could gain status in our little social club here. We need this work done. Like it's now or never at this point. The fascism that everybody's been talking about and reading about, it's here. Right. We're not waiting anymore. You know, the vaccine mandate just went out. I believe it goes into effect here in Pittsburgh um, in December, I want to say. I mean, there were protests and... Um, I think they said there's about 200 or so people in the police force in Pittsburgh that are eligible to retire. And they said in a news article that if 10% of them are gone, then that could like decimate their police force. Sure. So well as I could think, I'm like, man, and Kapistan is here in Pittsburgh. Well, they finally figured out how to de- defund the police, I guess. Huh? <laughs> 
Uh, I'm sorry, that was a little bit of a long tirade, but um, yeah. yeah, basically my point is we need to make sure that even the libertarians that we elect are going to be good on the stuff they say they're good on. Um, you know, what's, uh, what's kind of the strategy going forward here? Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know for the for the MC, it's always going to be local. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean that's that's their thing. They focus on uh, winning local elections, and and I'm sure they you know support some state people too. We we always did. I used to be the, the uh, candidate committee chairman for the for the Mises Caucus, so that was my job was to reach out and try and find candidates for us to support financially and and through endorsements and stuff like that too. And um, you know we'll we'll endorse and 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 help some state candidates. I'm sure that the the caucus will. But I. Um, the local focus is important because you do have the opportunity to nullify, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and I think uh, really anybody that, that doesn't know should be paying attention to the 10th amendment center and Michael Bolden and, and really understanding that you can become a sanctuary city uh, if you get enough of a city council, you know what I mean? Um, you know, you get, you get the majority of a city council and, and you can tell the state government to fuck off. You can tell the, the federal government to fuck off. We're not going to force our people in this, this city to do this. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and that's really, that's a good focus. I think it's smart, you know, especially if you, if you're, if you're into HAPA and the 10,000 Lichtensteins and, you know, trying to, trying to, uh, you know, create and, or, or like last night I had Andrew from popular Liberty on talking about the, the anti-tax and, um, how, you know, we could get these, these 10,000 or what is it? 19,000, uh, municipalities to, to basically open their own portfolios, stop do it with, with, you know, with the, uh, the excess tax that they have now and stop taxing people. And then, you know, once you have your own, once you're financially stable as a, as a municipality, you can tell the government to get fucked. Like you can do whatever you want in your city. They can't, you know what I mean? And, and the worst they can do is come in and try and crush you and crush your government. But I mean, the, you know, they don't want to go and fight a war in one of their own mm-hmm. cities against their own people. Nobody really wants to do that. This, yeah. the, the, the military certainly doesn't want to do that. You know what I mean? I'll tell you that right now. This is a jobs program for most people. They don't want to go <laughs> fucking kill their own people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's a great focus. I think locally is where we can really uh, make a difference. I think, you know, if we have Republicans like Bo Bishop that are focusing liberty locally and we have libertarians like the Mises caucus that are focusing uh, focusing, uh, locally on wins, uh, you know, eventually we'll get enough municipalities where uh, we can start making a real big difference. So. Right. And I think that's a very, very important focus to go as local as possible, because I believe that's where you can generate the most change and face like the least resistance because it seems like the libertarian party keeps trying to throw up i don't want to say necessarily doing a hail mary but they throw in these candidates for national and you know you look at the joe jorgensen campaign i voted for joe i like joe as a libertarian but like you know she's boring right she'll put you to freaking sleep especially in a year where everybody's kind of like what the hell's going on here we have to pick between donald fucking trump and joe biden right you know what the hell and it was an incredibly huge missed opportunity where you could have spread some hot liberty fire on the people and people would have just ate it up yep. but it wasn't there um you know going next year in the year or uh, into 2024 who knows what the hell the problem is going to be but i think the opportunity is very very big for libertarians or a good republican if there are any good republicans um out there to bring this message to people sure well and i think 2022 is going to be even more important in my opinion you know we got the mm-hmm. we got the midterm elections uh we need people at all levels of, go- of of elections 
uh, literally spitting hot liberty shit, man. I mean, that's what we need. You know, if you're going to run for Congress, you better be ready to spit hot liberty shit. If you're going to run for Senate, uh, you know, any of this, I mean, you have, you have got to be loud and proud about the fact that you are going to fight this creeping tyranny at every level you possibly can. It's going to be the most important issue of the day, man. I mean, it really is to a lot, of, especially all, all the people on the right. If you're on the right and this isn't an important issue, you get fucked. Like you're not, you don't belong here. You know what I mean? This is the, this is what the most important issue of our lifetime of our generation. Dude. I mean, this is, you know, we are now, they are using private businesses to enforce their medical tyranny. I mean, that's where we're at in the United States right now. And if you're not talking about it as somebody on the right, you, you don't belong here. This isn't, this isn't your place, dude. It's not, it's not for you. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's just, it's really, it blows my mind, man, uh, that, that so many people have been so quiet about this, but you know, we got leaders starting to speak up too, pro professional athletes like Aaron Rodgers and, and, uh, Kyrie Irving and, uh, Andrew Bogut, who I had on my show recently. Oh, and, nice, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's great to see some of these leaders start speaking up in culture because that's, you know, they say politics is down when a culture or culture is down when a politics, it, depending on who you are. Um, those two things go hand in hand, dude. So we change the culture. We can change the politics for sure. For sure. Right. And this kind of taps into a little bit of what we were talking about earlier and before the show, but um, you know, there needs to be kind of a libertarian culture and these people who are in this little pond of the libertarian party and are on their lily pad and they feel like they're great because they're an elected official to their local affiliate. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but if that's all you got going on and the libertarian party is your whole life, then, you know, people don't really look at you the same way that they would as somebody who's well-established. Reed and I were also talking about this when I had him on my show the other day, but, you know, it would definitely help the liberty movement to have more impressive people, people who have families like you, you know, mm -hmm. um, you're cultivating the values that you want to see reflected in the world. And we need more people like that. That's part of the reason why I started this podcast, because I wanted to bring the message of, you know, being libertarian and being healthy. Because, you know, if you're a 300, 400 pound dude that knows every single line to Rothbard, but you can't even walk up the fucking stairs, then if you really need to get down and dirty and fight for your liberty, are you going to be able to do it? No, hell no. No. And you're not going to, you're not going to scream Rothbard at them until they run away. Right. You know, so that's kind of been my message with this podcast as well as decentralization and having a strong community. Um, Listen I up, Drew Bingham. Listen up, buddy. <laughs> I didn't say that. That fuck. I don't disagree uh, or agree. I yeah. won't say. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, I'm a big guy too. And I'm not, I'm not uber healthy either. You know what I mean? Like I smoke cigarettes and do dumb shit. And that's why you're like, you're like liberty and health. You want to come on? I'm like. Uh, me i'm the guy uh no but I, you know i could still run a mile and do all that shit too mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's not like it's not like i'm completely out of shape um and I, I have some changes that i need to make for sure and and to be better for my family but yeah man it's a, it's a, it is incredibly important that we have some healthy people out there talking that liberty shit you know what i mean like uh because because there are a lot of big fat neck beards with with fedoras that that spout the liberty shit man and you're like dude fucking just do something good for yourself man you know what i mean best thing you could do and i had patrick smith on the show a while back he's a super consistent anarchist like really really consistent and mm -hmm. uh, i asked him you know what's one of the best things you can do uh to to, to better society you know he said focus on yourself dude he said, if you make your own life better then your community wants to do better, that's how it works. It's a, it's a race. You know what I mean? Your neighbors want to have better lawnmower than you, you know what I mean? Like that's how it works. You, you create a better environment for you and your family and the people around you are going to do better. That's how it works. And so he's absolutely right, man. That's really, you know, it's kind of just like the localism, uh, theory for, for politics, you know, start local, 
let that grow out from your community to let it, you know, become a, a city council member. And then, and then, you know, next week, uh, you know, when you're, when you're done there, start running for, for a county supervisor and, and, you know, build your brand up from, from the ground, man. I mean, that's how it's really how it needs to work in politics. So. Absolutely. And this almost goes to like the post libertarian kind of world, which I kind of want to get your take on that too. But I agree with them in the idea of you should establish yourself to the best possible ability that you can, um, where they say, you know, basically be able to have your income anywhere, everywhere. Um, There's still a lot about the post libertarianism kind of deal, if I can call it that. And I'm sorry if anybody gets mad because I'm referring to it. Uh, Praxian. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I was just watching your show with them, uh, the one you did with Pete, uh, Andrew, and Buck. Yeah. Um, there's a lot I just don't know about the whole Praxian post-libertarianism deal, but I agree with them in the regards that you should fortify yourself and mobilize your income. But um, when I listen to the debate between Jason Stapleton and Dave Smith, um, <laughs> my main takeaway there, and I'm not shitting on anybody, but... Basically, all I got from that was Jason Stapleton says, fuck bitches, get money. And Dave Smith says, well, we should win elections locally and run people nationally to wake right. up as many people as possible. That's that was like my main takeaway from that. <laughs> yeah, that's Jason Stapleton for you, man. I'm not a huge fan of the guy. You know that. But, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I don't disagree with with both sides. I really do. I mm-hmm. think both sides have their place. And, um, you know, to me, it's it's uh, we're, we're working towards the same goals. You know what I mean? Right. At the end of the day, we all want to see more liberty uh, and uh, and freedom. And we do want to, you know, these people are our enemies. Make no Absolutely. mistake about these. These there are mortal fucking enemies. They, they want you dead or submissive. Um, and so they're right in a lot of respects. They really are. It's we need to fight them and we can't just sit around and be like, oh, our principles will save us because they're not mm-hmm. saving us. They're not saving us anymore. They're not. Right. I mean, look what's going on. You know, so I get it. Yeah, with the vaccine mandates going out now, I think a lot of libertarians, and I was thinking about this earlier, and I did slip my mind, but I'm glad I remembered it. Um, a lot of libertarians are interpreting this vaccine mandate in a vacuum. They're thinking, oh, well, the businesses are just forcing us to be vaccinated, so we just won't do business with them. Well, dude, this is completely different. This is the president telling businesses, private businesses, that you must do this. And my question all along has been, okay, if you're going to force people to wear masks, force people to be vaccinated, force people to test weekly. How are you going to enforce this? What's the punishment for not obeying? And then if, let's say it's just a fine, what happens if you choose not to pay that fine? Right. They will send the police mm-hmm. to your place of business and arrest you. Right. Will they actually do it? I don't know, but that's still a very, very, very scary precedent that we need to be on top of. And if you're not a libertarian that's concerned about this, you're just saying, oh, well, it's a private business, uh, shucks then um you know i don't think you're worth very much to the movement if you're not going to speak out against this and you're not going to be principled when it matters um, you're you're worth you're worth less than than nothing yeah. you know what i mean like you're 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 a, you're a net uh negative on the, yeah. on the movement if you're yeah. not gonna if you're gonna be, call yourself a liberty-minded person and not speak out against this this covid tyranny you're a net negative on the on the uh on, on the entire movement you're you're bringing us down like mm-hmm. literally it's 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 the it's the issue of our lifetime there has been no more tyranny you know the the the, the patriot act was bad really bad fucking mm-hmm. we should you know i was i was a little kid when the patriot act basically started yeah, you know, so and I. I thought and i thought it was the right thing uh but i've spoken out against the patriot act for the last 20 years too you know what mm-hmm. i mean and now we find something that's even fucking worse mm-hmm. like that's really where we're, where we're headed right now uh we're, we're talking about making osha the 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 enforcement arm of absolute medical fascism yeah 
Okay. We're, we're talking about uh, uh, nationalizing every single business in this country to do mm-hmm. the bidding of the federal government. You know what I mean? This is, this is a whole nother fucking level of tyranny. And if you're not going to speak out against it and you're going to continue to tell people that you're for Liberty, or if, even if you're going to be like, well, some parts of this is okay. Like get all the way fucked, like go away. <laughs> Don't help us. Yeah. We don't want you. You're a net negative on our on our on our mission here, and you're literally, uh, you know, you're 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 letting this shit happen. I mean, you are. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to speak out against it, you're you're at this point, okay. And I'm not going to say silence is consent or whatever, but uh, you you're you're if you're, you're enabling, yeah, you're enabling this shit. If you're not going to speak out every single day about this stuff, man. I mean, it is it gets worse every day. You know, we went from, if you have a hundred employees to now every business to now mm-hmm. uh, take your fifth shot, you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm not going to fucking do it. I'm going to speak out mm-hmm. against it and you're going to have to kill me to shut me up, you know? And that, and that's where we're at, dude. That's where mm-hmm. we should be at. Absolutely. I could 100% agree. And this is why I think a lot of people kind of go towards you, the GOP or, um, you know, kind of praxianism, if that's the right word for it. But uh, they see these left libertarians who are saying, well, I'm for the vaccine mandate, or they're using libertarianism to explain how a vaccine mandate can be justified. It's like, you are literally 100% enabling medical fascism. Or, yeah. Like, you don't see this. And what was it reason that was reason and Cato can both get fucked. But yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. How do you justify this? Like, d- you didn't stop when you were typing this article and say, oh, hold on. I'm literally like arming the state because now they could say, oh, libertarians, right? These guys who are supposed to be the bastions of freedom and the most principled party out there. They agree with this. So this can't be that bad. Like, you don't stop and think about that while you're saying that. And you consider yourself a libertarian. I, I How can you do that? That's why this, mo- you know, some parts of this movement won't grow is because people see that and they're like, I ain't like these fucking dudes. No. They're for the vaccine mandate. And they call themselves libertarians. It's a fucking joke. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Reason and Cato can wrap themselves up with all the other fucking losers and get fucked. Like, I, I literally, I don't care. Like, those people, to me, they're they're so dead in this movement to me that, I, it, like, I don't even pay attention to them anymore. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like, sure, they have a lot of listeners and readers and followers, but but they're, they ain't spouting that hot liberty shit. You know what I mean? Right. They're, 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 they're they're conflating the meaning of libertarianism i mean that's what they're doing they're muddying the waters and at this point they're they're the op to me you know what Mm -hmm. i mean you're you're also my enemy so i mean you know if you're gonna if you're gonna call yourself the biggest libertarian outlet in the world then you better fucking be anti there should Mm -hmm. there should only be one answer to what's going on with the federal government right now and it should be no Mm -hmm. no fucking no 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 not well maybe this well maybe no that's it There should be no other answer for it. No, get fucked. We will fight you. That's it. And and it, and if you're going to call yourself the biggest libertarian outlet in the world and not do that, you're dead to me. You're absolutely dead to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's sad that we have to work beside fucking Republicans because Republicans are going to be better than some fucking libertarians on this. I mean, these last five years, and it, some people might interpret me as almost being a leftist, but I just... I've worked with boomer cons my entire adult life. And all I've heard for the last five years is that Trump is the greatest thing in the fucking world. And at a certain point when you kind of see how it all played out and you listen to the Austrians and their understanding of everything that goes on and you look at the actual data, um, you kind of understand all the, you know, Hey, this is the greatest economy in the world. It was bullshit. Right. But if these people are going to be good on lockdowns and they're going to be better than people who call themselves libertarians, 
then hey, I'll I'll work with you. We're, we may not agree on war and the NSA, but if you're gonna fight COVID, then okay, we could do that. But sure. you know, after that, get fucked because <laughs> we actually care about individual freedom. You guys say you do, we actually mean it. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's where we're at. You know what I mean? Like this is this is the you know this is the the fight of our lives man i mean we're in it right now and if you don't understand that then you you have no place uh in, in politics or culture or none of that shit to me you're dead you are dead in the water if you, you don't understand that this is the fight of our lives if you can't look at the headlines saying uh you know the this vaccine has been approved for children five to eleven mm-hmm five to 11. And if you can't understand that with all the constant mandates coming out from the federal government, that eventually they're going to tell me that I have to put this in my children. And if you don't understand that that requires us to fight, then you're a net negative And I don't want to, I don't want to work with you period. That's it. Right. So. And I think a lot of the data that's come out has pretty much said like, look, your kids are probably more likely to die from the vaccine than from COVID. And I'm not a doctor. They're more but, likely to die from the drive to get the vaccine than they are from COVID. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, you're probably right. So, you know? and, and I can't believe, and even though a lot of the boomer cons that I've worked with kind of fell for this hook, line, and sinker. Some of them were saying, oh, we need to shut this down. Oh, go get vaccinated. Oh, did you get vaccinated? Like, this kind of gets to another point. I've heard some libertarians on our side say that there's a lot of red-pilled conservatives in that conservatives are waking up to this, but I just, I don't have a solution for it, but I think some of the optimism is a little uh, foolhardy because working with these guys 10 hours a day for the last, you know, almost 10 years, I just don't think they're quite on our side as much as we want to believe, despite the fact that they may kind of say some of the stuff if it was Donald Trump pushing vaccine mandates and mask oh, mandates. Oh, they'd be all for it, dude. There's exactly. No and, and I hate to say that, but, you know, I, I don't know what the answer there is, man. You know, just because the Democrats in charge right now, they're radicalized. Um, but I don't think it's going to stay that way. Yeah, I don't think so either. And, I mean, at this point, it's like, like you know, if they're willing to, if they're willing to go out and fist fight the government, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go fist fight the government with them, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, but but I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen after all this shit, but it, we got to get through this first. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is, if we don't get through this, we're all fucked. I mean, four years from now is not going to matter anymore because you're either going to be completely uh, uh, controlled hook, line and sinker, every single movement you make by the federal government or you're not. And, and that's all predicated on what happens right now, right now. So if you're willing to fight, you know, like I said, I'd trade the entire state of California for the, uh, <laughs> the construction workers in Australia that showed a penchant for fighting the, uh, the cops in the streets there over this stuff. Like I'd trade the whole state for them at this yeah. point. You know well, I mean? it, it's, it's pretty fucking amazing to see France, um, Australia, all these other countries are going fucking berserk. And I, I think we may be getting to that point because, um, like I was saying earlier in Pittsburgh, they're starting to roll out these vaccine mandates now and there's protests, you know, the police are talking about quitting, um, 26 States. I think I looked right before we were talking are suing uh, the federal government over this mandate. Uh, do you think we're kind of at that tipping point? Because oh, we've been, we've been there, dude. I, I, I've think? been saying it for a while. Violence is coming mm-hmm. in the United States, dude. It's coming and it's coming soon. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's people, you can only take so much, dude. You know what I mean? Until you leave people with nothing, nothing, 
and uh people that have nothing else to to lose are are dangerous very dangerous right. people dude it's coming man i know it i feel it in my bones i see it around me dude i see you know i see this shit creeping into a state like mine that's been really big on protecting us and and uh the people here aren't gonna they ain't gonna deal with it dude you know mm -hmm. what i mean the people here the people in the middle of the country are not gonna deal with this shit dude they're not they're not gonna do it so it's, it's coming dude I, I know it's coming you know and and uh, i'm not saying i'm gonna be a violent person but i'm saying people out there are gonna be violent people it's gonna happen so yeah that's a uh very very you know sad thing to see because it shouldn't have to come to that but you know you're threatening people's livelihoods you know you spent the last year and a half two years telling people that they weren't essential like <laughs> you know right. what what does the government contribute to society when you think about it they steal our money they go bomb children overseas they run us into debt i mean i think the national debt for taxpayers around two hundred thirty thousand dollars, if i recall mm -hmm. correctly fact checked Perfect. it on u.s debt clock it's, it's going up ridiculously by the second and then they have the nerve to tell people they're unessential yeah you know and then now you got to tell them oh well you can go back to work but now you have to get a shot in the arm and then we don't know how long that lasts well if you had the sickness too even though there's plenty of studies that say that you know you're better off with that um you still got to take the shot in the arm anyways right. that's how you know it's not just about covid as well yeah most of i mean you know most of us that have had it the the, the vast vast majority more than 90 something percent mm -hmm. uh have had covid and survived it i mean that's you know what i mean we're fine we're okay and uh, we, we shouldn't have to be forced to get the shot. In fact, CDC mm -hmm. just released meta analysis data that showed 100% that there is no difference between uh, natural uh, immunity and vaccine immunity. And, you know, in my opinion, I still think that's a lie. I still think that you yeah. know, it's probably better to have natural immunity. You have immunity to every single part of this virus if you get natural immunity. But, um, you know, even the CDC is saying it. So anybody who's been let go, who's already had COVID, who's been let go because they didn't take the vaccine should immediately be made whole again and put back at their job because the CDC has, has told you directly that there is no difference between natural and vaccine immunity. That's, that's from their own meta-analysis data. Mm -hmm. Okay. They put that out. The CDC put that out. Yeah. Okay. And you don't hear that anywhere. And no, of I, course not. It's unfucking real. Yeah. So I guess let's uh, start to wrap up here, but I kind of want to talk about a little bit more optimism. Um, yeah, they were floating out a $3.5 trillion thing. And I'm not downplaying that because that obviously is bad. And it's ridiculous that we're even talking about trillion dollar bills. Excuse me. Yeah. But um, now it's down to, what is it, $500 billion, which is still a ridiculous amount of money. But I think a lot of people are kind of turning the tide and saying like, dude, this is like a Ponzi scheme. This is ridiculous. Um, it started off at $3.5 trillion, And now it's down to like, like I said, $500 billion. People are protesting against the mandates um there's plenty of people waking up to what's going on the libertarian party is getting better and it's growing um you know what do you see that kind of makes you a little bit more optimistic about the future yeah there's things to be pessimistic about but uh what do you think's kind of good is going on and good coming out of this well i think there's a lot more people talking about freedom i mean and liberty and and how bad the government is i i that's you know kind of my white pill every day uh, is seeing some of these famous people too, like Aaron Rodgers doing what he's doing. That's kind of a white pill for me. You know, it's very hard to be, to get, to get white pills right now. Right. It is, it is. Cause we're, we're watching what's happening and it's ugly and it's scary. And you know, it, it really, you know, where we're going to be at in four years from now is a, is a terrifying thought. Um, but there are some white pills and I think, 
you know, I think that 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 famous people waking up to this shit is really that's a big white pill for me, dude. The more mm-hmm. people that 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 speak out against this shit that are famous, the the more uh, the, the better we'll be off. Because you know, like I said, culture is very important, dude. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of a lot of what people in this country take their things from, you know what I mean? Like they're they're thinking there is from the culture. And so the more people and culture we have speaking out against it, the better. And I, so that's really the big white pill for me right now, man, is, you know, Bogut and Kyrie Irving and, and Aaron Rodgers and, and some of these, you know, famous musicians. And, uh, that's really, that's where, where it's at for me, man. I hope that we can keep changing that culture and pushing a culture of uh, freedom and Liberty and, and fight back against tyranny. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know what? And that was one thing about Trump is that he did kind of cultivate the MAGA culture and there are, hordes of people who made their entire personality around being a Trump supporter. But there's something there that I think people should be so quick to dismiss as a lot of leftists would be. Um, You know, that shows the impact that someone, a political figure can have on people and really draw them to the message. And I disagree with a lot of this, actually a majority of the stuff that Trump put out, especially about China and all the spending and being a war skeptic and then being a war hawk when he gets in there. Um, I think if libertarians are able to cultivate that kind of community through whether it be a national candidate or on the local level by their local candidates, then I think we could see a big change within this country within the next, you know, even 10 years. Sure. Yeah. And we have that. We're at the precipice, man. I mean, this is it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's now or never, dude. Uh, you know, in 10 years, we could be North Korea. I mean, that's really, you know what I mean? It's scary to think about, dude, but I've never seen anything like this in my life. I don't think my mom has ever seen anything like mm-hmm. this in her life. My grandparents had never seen anything like, you know what I mean? It's, it's bad, dude. It's bad shit right now. So hopefully more people keep fighting, but we'll see what happens. For real. Yeah. I, uh, I think we all hope it doesn't come down to that. So, uh, all right, man, go ahead and plug your shit. What you got going on? Oh, man, we'll just check out my show uh, Monday through Friday at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Uh, you can check out Break the Cycle at uh, youtube.com backslash fight the despots. Uh, I'm also on Odyssey. You can just look up Break the Cycle with Joshua Smith there and all your uh, your favorite podcast apps, man. I put out my show the day after typically that it airs. I put it out on the audio feed. Um, and then you follow me at at, uh, at Twitter where I'm at war with the blue check marks. At, that's at, at Joshua at large. Uh, yeah, that's it, man. That's pretty much it. Nice. Well, uh, make sure you follow Josh. I fucking love his podcast. I'm very, very jealous of your production quality. Thanks, man. Ever since like episode one, I'm like, this fucking dude's got it going on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. It's just it's crazy what a little bit of good lighting and a good camera can do, man. Really, it's huge. Yeah, well, you look in here. If I open that blind anymore, my whole fucking head will disappear. Wash so. out, dude. We'll put some, <laughs> put some. Hey, look, put some blackout curtains up. Get yourself some nice LED front lighting, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all it takes, and a, and a couple of backlights, it's like colored backlights, yeah. dude. It'll change your whole definition, dude. Nice, nice. Well, I'm glad I got that on video because I'm going to remember that. I'm going to watch it like 62 times and make sure. Nice. I get it right. nice. <laughs> All right, everybody, in liberty and health, take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.